0: America doesn't do coronations. We believe in choices. We believe in democracy. And we believe in freedom. Tomorrow is the day that each and every one of you is going to cast the most important vote of your entire life. This is a very, very important vote. It's primary day in New Hampshire. Voters there could change the course of the presidential election or essentially set Americans up for a Trump versus Biden rematch. That's where we'll start the seven from The Washington Post. I'm Christina Quinn. It's Tuesday, January 23rd. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Number one. New Hampshire's primary election takes place today. The stakes are high for this one. Another decisive win for Donald Trump could sew up the Republican presidential nomination and force his last challenger, Nikki Haley, to consider the future of her campaign. But a surprise upset could upend the one-on-one race. On the Democratic side, things are a little weird. President Biden won't appear on New Hampshire's ballot because the timing of the primary violates Democratic National Committee rules. Voters are being asked to write in Biden's name instead. But even if one of his primary challengers wins, it won't affect the outcome of the Democratic nomination process. Barring some kind of catastrophe, Biden will be the Democratic nominee. Polls start to close in New Hampshire at 7 p.m. Eastern, with the last closing at 8 p.m. Results should start trickling in soon after. You can follow live updates throughout the day and tonight on our homepage. Number two. An attack in southern Gaza killed 21 Israeli soldiers. In a statement this morning, Israel's military said the soldiers were in the process of rigging two buildings with mines near the Gaza border. An apparent rocket-propelled grenade was fired at a nearby Israeli tank. The mines suddenly exploded, collapsing the two buildings while Israeli soldiers were inside. The cause of the explosion is under investigation. This was the deadliest single incident for Israel's military since it began fighting in Gaza following the October 7th attack by Hamas militants. The Supreme Court says wire along the Texas Mexico border can be removed. That's our third story. In a ruling yesterday, the High Court said U.S. Border Patrol agents can get rid of razor wire. Texas officials had installed it along part of the southern border. Federal officials say the wire has repeatedly injured migrants. It will be removed while courts decide whether or not the barrier is legal. This is one of several legal battles between Texas's Republican Governor Greg Abbott and the Biden administration over the situation at the border with Mexico. Even though immigration and border security generally fall under the federal government's jurisdiction, Abbott has mobilized thousands of National Guard troops and lined the banks of the Rio Grande with razor wire to try to block illegal entries. The ruling comes at a time of rising tension over how to handle hundreds of thousands of migrants who have entered the country illegally in recent months. Number four, a bitter divorce battle could determine the future of Trump's Georgia case. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis has been accused of misconduct by one of Trump's co-defendants. They say she had an inappropriate relationship with the lead prosecutor in the case that has financially benefited them both, prompting calls for their removal. Yesterday, a judge unsealed the prosecutor's divorce file. Neither Willis nor the prosecutor, Nathan Wade, has denied or directly addressed the accusations. But allies of Willis fear it has already damaged the case against Trump and 14 others who are accused of illegally conspiring to try to overturn Trump's 2020 election loss in Georgia. Regardless of whether the judge in the Trump case disqualifies the two prosecutors, Trump and his allies have seized on the allegations and are not likely to ease off their attacks. At number five. San Diego got more than a month's worth of rain yesterday. Two to three inches of rain fell in three hours. It was the wettest January day in the city's history, and it ranked in the top five wettest days for any time of year since 1850. The extreme rainfall caused widespread, dangerous flooding in urban areas. But it's not all bad news. The intense storm helped to pull the city out of precipitation deficits this season. San Diego is now running above normal for the water year, which began October 1st. Just last week, much of Southern California had received only about 25 to 50 percent of its normal rainfall. At number six, vision problems could be a warning sign for a type of Alzheimer's. This variant is called posterior cortical atrophy. The disease begins with problems affecting vision rather than memory, like other types of Alzheimer's. And a new study found that it starts affecting patients at the age of 59 on average. That's about five to six years earlier than most patients with the more common form of Alzheimer's. Around 700,000 Americans could have this condition. But the unusual early symptoms mean many people go years before getting the correct diagnosis and treatment. The authors of the study say they hope greater awareness of the syndrome will help doctors diagnose it earlier. And at number seven, a prehistoric super shark was probably even longer than scientists thought. If you've seen the ridiculous action movie The Meg, you already know about the megalodon. The huge apex predator lived 3.6 million years ago. And it had teeth as big as adult human hands. But there's a lot we don't know about this terrifying creature. Scientists disagree over exactly what it looked like or what its role was in ancient ocean ecosystems. So a new study tried to find out more. It found that the shark may have measured over 50 feet from nose to tail, and it was more slender than previous estimates. If the study is right, it could mean the megalodon moved pretty slowly compared to modern-day sharks like the Great White, which are extremely powerful swimmers. It could also mean that the Meg isn't 100% scientifically accurate. Alright, you're all caught up. But if you don't already listen to our afternoon news podcast, Post Reports, please check it out. That's where you can hear my colleagues from around the newsroom digging in on exclusive reporting from The Post. This week, they're on the ground in New Hampshire. Yesterday's episode focused on Nikki Haley and her make-or-break moment in the Republican presidential primary. Just search for Post Reports wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to like or subscribe to the show. I'm Christina Quinn. I'll meet you back here tomorrow.